Welcome to Grad Life by the Horns, the bi-weekly podcast hosted by Becky Hills and Sophie Scully. We're here to make your 20s that little bit less scary. Touching on everything from career anxiety, struggling to pay your rent and the imposter syndrome that we all feel but no one talks about, this podcast will prove that ultimately we're all in the same boat. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Grad Life by the Horns. How are you feeling, Sophie? First episode, eh? that has been a journey and a half. Yeah, but I'm... six months in the making. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? That's gone so quickly. So fast. Um, but I'm I'm so excited. I'm I think I've kind of like got past nerves now because we've already done so much for the season. Um haven't we? Like we've booked all our guests. Yeah, we've been super organised with it. Yeah, I know. I'm really, really, really surprised. I'm proud of us. <laughs> um, but I'm super excited just to get going. And this episode, I thought, was a really good one to start on. Yeah, this is a really exciting episode. This is a person that we've become really good friends with over the past month. She's a recent graduate just like us. She started her own business. She's got her own career as an influencer. She's super inspiring and she's so articulate on everything we talk about. In this episode, we touch on graduate anxiety. We talk about money. We talk about all sorts of things. We talk about being an influencer. We talk about freelancing. Like There is so much in this episode that will hopefully make people feel just a little bit less alone. And even if people don't experience the same things necessarily, it might change your outlook on other people's careers and what people do with their time and it might just make people more open-minded it definitely made me more open-minded that's for sure yeah definitely it's one of those things where you can learn about things from a different perspective you can see behind the instagram profile and that's what i really liked about this episode so just a little bit of admin before we get into the episode we would absolutely love it if you would follow us on instagram and twitter our instagram is at grad life by the horns grab with a d and on twitter we are grad life bth with our social media we post a lot of cringy quotes but we like to do that because it's a little bit inspirational so there's loads of stuff that you can keep up to date with on our social media we would also love it if you would rate review and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts that helps us get out of the charts and it means that we can reach as many people as possible and help out loads of people so let's get on with the first episode let's get into it our guest this week is influencer model and entrepreneur bronte king Described by established models as the girl everyone wants to be best friends with, Bronte has just graduated from the University of Reading with a degree in film and television and has gone on to use her warm and friendly personality for good. Launching Girls Who Graduate in July this year, she has created a community of over a thousand female graduates from all over the UK with the vision of inspiring young women to pursue their goals and offset some of the graduate anxiety that so many of us face. Bronte has worked with brands such as Gilly Hicks, JD Sports and In The Style and has lots of exciting projects in the pipeline. She's a true Gen Z powerhouse. Bronte, it's so great to welcome you onto Grad Life by the Horns. Thank you for having me. Hello. I'm so excited to be here and with you lovely girls. Oh, it's brilliant to have you on. You're so, like, like Becky said in your intro, you are a Gen Z powerhouse. So that's what we're going to talk about today, which yes. is exciting. So what we're going to ask you first is just a couple of questions about your week really mm-hmm. um so first of all what is the most adult thing you have done this week god the most adult thing well now i've left uni i feel like everything i do i'm like right bronte you're an adult you need to get your life together mm. and um probably 
Well, I had meetings on Monday and my parents were like, so what are you doing today? What are you doing in London? So I'm always getting the train up to London and now I've moved back home. And I was like, um, I'm going for meetings. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so adult. I'm going for <laughs> meetings. Like, I can't believe that by myself, I'm going to meet people and talk about my career and talk about like my goals in life and everything. It's, yeah, very, very surreal um, and very adult. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. I mean, we were talking about this earlier and we were saying that like, just even the word meeting just makes you feel like you're like 35. And so <laughs> weird, isn't it? And going by yourself as well. Normally, like, I go to meetings that you need to talk about, like, lectures or, like, stuff that I've missed. And now I'm here, like, talking about my career. And it's, like, crazy. Yeah, it's like you're leading it now. Yeah. It's not being led by a tutor. <laughs> yeah, and you feel like you're actually going to get something out of it. I know, and it's like, this is life now. It's not, it's <laughs> not essays. Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing, nothing to do with uni or education. It's like, this is what you want to do with your life. And you're putting it into practice, so... Yeah, very adult. <laughs> and the next question on from that as well is, what do you think has gone wrong this week? <laughs> it, can be, it doesn't have to be something big. It could be something tiny. tiny. It's, this is something tiny and you're going to laugh. <laughs> but I went to stay at my sister's before we went to Paris um, yesterday and I didn't pack socks. So I was there with no socks and she only had black socks with white trainers. And I was like, oh my God. And you know when like, it just really grates on you that you're wearing black socks with white trainers when yeah. it does for me. And I was like, it's just gone wrong. It's gone wrong. I'm like, don't have socks. Um, yeah, that's my thing that's gone wrong this week. Well, well I mean, it's not nothing too drastic at no, least. No, 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 no. no. Like, you can pop to Primark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite an adult thing to get wrong as I well. know. <laughs> it's like normally like when you're younger, your mum packs your sleepover suitcase for mm-hmm. you and it's all fine. And then I was like, right, Bronte, you forgot socks. Not not a good start oh well you, oh, have, you have fun in Paris yeah exactly so didn't even look at my fine. socks <laughs> well this is actually going to be quite a funny follow-up question yeah. from socks but yeah. what have you learned <laughs> what have you learned from both of these what have you learned from your meetings mm-hmm. and forgetting your socks forgetting your socks <laughs> um let's start with my socks doesn't matter mm-hmm. don't worry about your socks there are more important things to worry about in life than socks um and then my meetings I think it's just so weird and so surreal for me going to meetings about things that I'm so passionate about and things that I've wanted to do for years and like leaving uni has given me that push and given me that like just motivation to be like right you're 21 years old you've left university you have you've done your education now and you can put whatever you want into practice and you can go and go and tell people what you want to do with your life and you can do it so that's what I've learned from my meetings on Monday. That's so inspirational though, because I think so many people worry about that. Oh God, I've got to go to a meeting and get that imposter syndrome. And it's like, I shouldn't be here. Mm, But to actually be like, no, I'm learning from it. And it's making me feel like more secure in what I'm doing. It's such like an inspirational thing to hear. Because I think me personally, when I first started going to meetings, I was like, oh my God, I should not be in this Mm. room. I don't know what I'm talking about. So it's just good to hear people talking about it, being like, meetings are cool. And yeah. it's, it's okay to think they're cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. I'm like, wow, I can actually sit and speak to someone for half an hour and tell them exactly what I love doing and what I'm passionate about and what I want to do with my life. And I leave feeling so good. I leave like so happy and so like full of life and actually gives me more ideas um, when I've done my meetings. Come out, like, oh, why don't you do this? You bounce off people, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And you pick up on different personality types. Yeah, it's really interesting to sit in a meeting and realise people that sit back and just let other people talk yeah. and that the really talkative person as well. Definitely. So I find that really interesting. Mm. Oh, that's good then. You've learned something. Yeah, it's totally. brilliant. But a positive week. <laughs> Adult life when you're learning. <laughs> 
So we kind of wanted to go back and talk about um, your time at the Uni of Reading yeah. um, and how you found being a freelancer while you were studying. So do you want to kind of talk about how you got into Instagram, how you got into being an influencer and how you found that while you were studying as well? Yes. Yeah, so I joined University of Reading with 3,000 followers, I think. And I remember people being like, why does this girl have so many followers? Like, why does she have three? I remember the girls that I met on the first day being like, oh my God, you have 3,000 followers. And I was like, is that a big deal? I didn't know. And they were like, wow, your pictures are so cool. Like, do you do photography? Like, what what makes you so inspired to get cool pictures on holiday? Like, it looks like you put a lot of time into your pictures. Um, and I did photography A-level, so I've always had an eye for, like, really, like, capturing a good photo, not just anything. Um, and I think just talking about my university life, sharing my life a lot more than your average person does on social media, gained me a lot more following because I think when you share more of your life, people become more invested in it. And they're like, oh, what's she doing today? Oh, what's she doing this mm. weekend? And then obviously my sister, Chessie King, um, who's on Instagram and she's a presenter um, and is a body confidence advocate like for girls all around the world. Um, she started tagging me in her social media posts. And then I got followers from that and I was like, wow, people are actually interested in my life. And <laughs> people want to, yeah, listen and hear and see what I'm doing. So yeah, and then I think second year it was, I got to 10K. And I was like, okay, right. Quite a lot of people are watching your life wow. now. <laughs> I was like, I need to uh, do something with this. Um, so I started to share more like girl power, just like try to be more relatable to girls that follow me. Um, and yeah, it just kind of took off from there. Um, being at uni, it was a different life to <laughs> Instagram. Like I think going into the uni bar, I'd like, I wouldn't put stories up. I wouldn't put like, I wouldn't bring Instagram into my social life at uni that's really good that you can separate them both yeah. if you found like a space for both of them and it was in your really life. weird because like the people at uni knew me as Bronte not Bronte King double G on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just felt like a different bit of me was in uni and then mm. another bit of me was on social media I still tried to be as normal as possible on Instagram but I just didn't want to bring something that was becoming a business into my social life yeah, you need that separation. Otherwise, you're just working all the time. Exactly. And there's no switch off between the two. And if you haven't got that personal life and business life, like when you go to work, you don't bring your personal life to the office. So why would you do it just because you're an influencer as well? Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know, people, I'd walk into the bar and people would be like, oh, you use code Bronte King 20 to get 20% off your drinks. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, funny. Like you just, you're, you, like I, I was expecting it. Like I remember when I did my first ad the summer going into third year and I got my first payment and I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually using this as a career. Like I can actually get paid for doing something I love. And people were like, oh, look at her. Like she's she gets paid to do Instagram. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. And I think the more I did it and the more I pushed it in people's faces and the more I, because you have to with social media, like if that's going to be your job, I'm sorry, but you have to push it in. Like you have to push it as much as possible. And I think the more I did that, the more respect people gained for me um, at uni. And I think the more people were like, oh, actually she's blessed like she's making a career out of it like she's actually trying um and how did you feel with the like the backlash kind of the like not really understanding it when you first started did it like take a toll on your mental health how not, did you find it I I don't I don't know I'm a quiet person that like I don't let people's opinions and like what they say about me affect me personally okay. so I was just kind of like oh it was just rugby boys just boys like you know some girls had some stuff to say as well and I was just like you know what it's it's fine like you're doing you and you love it you enjoy it and it's going to become your career um and you're helping other people 
through it. So just I just ignored it. And just, now I'd never get anything. You have to mm. take up the pinch of salt. It goes with everything in life, doesn't it? You're always going to be faced with comments that you don't necessarily agree with. And you just have to be like, okay, cool. That's your opinion. Yeah. Like, I'll take it on board I guess but this is what I'm doing this is me and I'm happy doing it so yeah and it's something out of the norm like obviously at uni like everyone's doing their degree everyone's in the library and I was off I had a lecture till 6 p.m I'd jump on a train go to an event and Mm. then come back have a lecture at 9 a.m go to the library go to the gym and so I was switching between go doing like work in the in the evenings like going to events networking and then being in the library and it was just something out of the norm that other people don't do yeah and that's the benefit of doing it now because I remember when YouTube and all that first started when like 10 years ago and (laughs) if you had a YouTube channel you were the weird kid in the school yeah and that everyone was like oh god it's that odd person who does this whereas now everyone kind of wants to be an influencer but the interesting thing about what you're talking about is that like you do need to have a thick skin with it and I think people assume oh anyone can be an influencer you actually have to have that attitude of you can see the long-term vision of it you can see where it's going to go and you've got to have that tenacity to kind of push you through it yeah definitely I feel like as well when I realized I had a platform um and I didn't know exactly what my niche was I got a lot of people being like so what what do you do on Instagram and I'd be like um like girl power girl like I didn't know I was like uh god and then I realized that I could use I had these feelings after university and I was like I just finished my last essay and I was like god I really need to use something to promote like how I'm feeling. I don't know. I just felt mm-hmm. like I wanted to share my feelings, but I didn't know how. Um, and I started talking to the girls at uni and the boys at uni and like they all felt the same. And I was like, you know what? I have a platform and I really want to use it to share my feelings. They might not be heard, but I'm going to try. And when I did share them and when I did say how I was feeling and how other people were feeling about leaving uni, it got the most response I've ever got on social media. Um, like I've never had so many messages being like, thank you so much for raising this. I've never felt like I could speak about like the feeling after uni. Um, so then that's when I was like, right, I'm going to use my platform to like share share the feelings of leaving university. Yeah, because it's that vulnerability that people attract people to people. Definitely. Like, if you open up about things, you become instantly more relatable and people can be like, oh, they're just like me. And I think that is the problem with social media is that it does sometimes feel like you're trapped in a little bud- bubble and you're looking at everyone, you're saying, oh my God, they've got this amazing life. They're doing this, this and this. They've got this perfect life. Whereas I'm just slobbing on Netflix, having a shower in three days and don't mm. know what I'm doing with my life. Mm. And so to be vulnerable and to open up, it takes a lot of courage to do it. So it's admirable even for you to have like, mm. spoken about it, but for then people to respond to it as well and that was like the aim of this podcast as well. It's like the more people open up about things that are worrying them, the more people talk about things like graduate life and how mm-hmm. it's intimidating and it's anxiety inducing and no one has a bloody clear what's going on. Like that's the best thing people can do because it's with the mental health stuff as well. It's like the more people talk about it, the less everyone feels alone and the more people are, more likely people are to kind of deal with their problems and address things that are bothering them rather than what people used to do which is just suppress them and not talk about things and it just exacerbates it and it gets so much worse so when I was um like clearing out my uni room like we've been there for two years we stayed at the same house for two years for second year and third year all of the girls were like clearing out our rooms we were like it's so sad like I literally was so upset I remember like taking my sheets off my bed and being like I'm never going to put these back on you know like you know you're not coming back as well it's just bizarre so Mm. weird and like you learn how to make your bed you learn how to do your washing you learn how to cook all of this by yourself Mm. and then suddenly you're taking your pots and pans away you're 
clearing your bed sheets away and you're like I've learned all of that and now I'm moving back home where I started and it's so weird being put back in the place you started like going back home and so I started googling like the feelings after uni and talking about like after uni depression and stuff and it says that the rise in depression and even like sadly suicide rates is crazy when people leave uni like it just the percentage just shoots up yeah and we've actually had a lot of feedback so when we were doing our market research for the podcast loads of people commented saying can you please talk about moving back home after uni because I think it's in it's the whole process of not being around your friends going back to like you said the other day as well having to fit back into a like a system and having to tell your parents where you are and where you're going and a lot of people struggle with it and if especially if you don't know where you're going when you get back home it's you feel like you're almost at like a a dead end like and that's kind of mm, definitely you need to find a way to alleviate it whether it's like, yeah because I found that so I finished uni on the Sunday and I started my grad job on the Monday which in itself was ridiculous and I went into the office and I was still hung over from the Saturday <laughs> and um <laughs> which wasn't ideal um but it's that I spent the first month living back home commuting four hour round trips every day and I just spend my entire time on the tube trying not to cry yeah. because I was like I didn't feel like I belonged in the office it was trying to make friends it was trying to get used to London I just watched my snapchat memories from uni yeah. being like oh but all my friends are still at uni and I'm just sitting here on the tube feeling miserable and I'm like I should be enjoying this I should be loving the fact that like, all I've wanted the whole way through uni is to be like a graduate and have my life together and live this London dream um and then I'd got there and I was like oh like this is actually quite anticlimactic and it's quite sad because you're back at home you feel like you've gone back to the person you were when you were 18 yeah like I felt so isolated before I went to uni and then I got to uni had the mate those amazing three years and came back home and I was like oh there's no one here anymore and I'm stuck in this tiny little town in Essex and nothing's going on and I'm living this what looks like on social media an amazing life in London every day but I'm just sad all the time and no one talks about that bit they're like you've got a grad job you're living your best life but you're actually not because you're trying to make it so much better than it actually is and Mm. it's kind of separating that Instagram life versus the reality of what doing a nine to five or working is yeah and I feel like because there is that like grad job like London life after you Mm -hmm. like graduate I feel like you feel those feelings of like you're anxious you're scared you're like why am I not having the best time ever after uni and you're like are these is it okay to talk about this is it is it weird to feel like is it weird I'm feeling like this because no one really talks about what you feel like after uni so that's why I was like right I'm gonna set up a page and a membership like a like basically a community where you can talk about how you feel without feeling weird about feeling like feeling those feelings yeah because it's like you're supposed to be this adult it's like you're 21 you're an adult you need to know how to do everything you need to know how to do tax you need to know how to Mm. get a mortgage like by the time you're 30 you're gonna have kids so like you've got to get your shit together now Mm. and it's just not the case. Like when you went to uni, you didn't have a clue what you were doing. And now you still don't have a clue what you're doing. Cause you lost so many brain cells from drinking so much at uni. <laughs> and like, it's it's that scary thing. It's like, I should be an adult. Why am I not feeling like this? Like my, my, my mom's talking to my mum the other day and she'd bought a house at 21. And I'm like, mm. how on earth? Like I, I, I feel so far <laughs> removed from what that was. But the thing is, talking to our parents' generation, life was so much different back then. Not everyone went to uni. There was so much more expected of you. The housing market was so much more fruitful. You could get so much more out of it. Mm. And now we're going into this world where we've got social media. We're comparing ourselves to everyone all the time. And actually it's being like, 
this is normal. It's okay to not have your shit together. It's okay to be worried all the time about where your next payment's gonna come from or that you're not doing it right or that you've had a night out and you've got really drunk and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that anymore because I'm 21 and I should be an adult. But actually it's like, yeah, you're 21. You don't need to know everything at this age Mm -hmm. and you're not expected to know everything at this age. And the pressure that you're supposed to be the fully formed adult at this age is just ridiculous. Earlier when you were talking about um, finding the balance between your job on Instagram mm. and your study life as well. And what I picked up on your YouTube channel when I was talking about <laughs> um, is you said that you dedicate, you used to dedicate one day a week yeah. purely to content, to being on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So was that something that you did from the beginning or was that something that you learned that you just had to do because you're dedicating so much time to it? So I spoke with my management and they said, why don't you have a day a week of meetings, events, we'll see you, we'll round up the week there. And then also the other days, just spend in the library, spend doing your lectures, spend with your friends, socialising, make sure you have that part of your life as well. And I feel like that really worked for me. So like, I think it was normally every Wednesday, I'd get the train to London in the morning, go to an event, have a few meetings, see friends that I've made through Instagram um, and just have that part. And then I'd come back Thursday, back to the gym, back to the library, whatever I had, lectures. Um, yeah, and I feel like that really worked for me, just having those two separate, because otherwise, I don't know, I'd like have a shoot in the morning, say I'd have a campaign that I need to shoot, and then I'd be in a lecture in the afternoon, but I'd know I'd have to edit those photos from the shoot in the morning. Mm. And then I'd be like, oh God, it's just stressed me out so much. Um, so yeah, no, really, really helped balancing. If anyone at university is doing freelance as well as doing their degree, I think dedicate and make sure you have separate time for both of them. It's a really good preparation for like grad life mm. because you have that structure and you know how to be self-disciplined and you have that work ethic and you're building it up. And when you go to interviews, um, like grad job interviews you can be like well this is how I structure my week this is how I organize I have these skills so it puts you at an advantage the people who have just spent the three years being like oh it's fine I'll sort it out when I'm done going out of university how do you so let's go like a through a week of Bron- Bronte King yeah. so like how do you navigate your week pretty much um so I actually like book up my weeks and I have like meetings booked in events booked in normally like two weeks in advance so like the next two weeks of my life right now are every single day I've got something going on and then I dedicate like one day a week to just chilling and catching up on emails because even though Instagram doesn't look that busy <laughs> um, as a job it really is and emails are such a big part and like contacting brands and following up on campaigns and everything is such a big part of the job that you need a day dedicated to it like if I'm like oh I'll reply to an email in an hour and then suddenly I'm at an event and I haven't replied to that email you definitely need a day of just doing that um so uh let's think of a week my last week um I had some events um I make sure I have like my meetings are lunch meetings so I can sit and have lunch with them whilst talking and then I'll go to my management have a catch up with them um and then maybe shoot a few campaigns um with girls who graduate it's very busy at the moment because I've got my event next week which is very exciting Uh, yes sold out in like half an hour which was crazy I never ever thought it would do that like it's literally an idea that came 
in my bedroom. I was lying on my bed and it just moved out of my university bedroom. And I was like, oh my God, this is really sad. I'm just lying on my bedroom and this is going to be, this is my home bedroom now. Like this is my main place where I'm going to be. And I, after putting it on my stories, I called my sister and I was like, what do I do? All these people are so interested in like life after uni and talking about it. And she was like, start a closed Facebook group now. Do it now. Just, just name it. <laughs> just, just do it. Like people you are so no interested. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you, you like, you've got everyone's attention now. Don't wait, just do it now. So I started and I was like, girls graduation graduation ladies I, I didn't I did not know what to say so I was like girls who graduate and now it's stuck and like I love it it's like my little child that's grown up um and it's so nice to have something I'm so passionate about and something that I'm feeling as well to talk and make friends with people who are feeling exactly the same is amazing um and there's posts from girls every day from different parts of the country all talking about their feelings um their emotions what it's like to be back home what it's like starting a grad job and girls have found friendships through it so I was like right I need to um create an event so everyone can meet face to face <laughs> and um um by the time this podcast comes out it will all be done the yeah it will all be done you'll have more events lined up I'm sure <laughs> <Yeah>. as well <laughs> um so yeah it's just really nice to have a community of girls who all feel the same and are all in the same boat um all supporting each other from different angles all have different backgrounds and knowledge and yeah it's amazing and I'm it's so nice to see it grow and so nice to see that people have interest in like a passion that I have Mm. And it's such a positive community. That is the thing. There's there's no one on there being really negative. There's no, no. one on there being like, oh, I hate this life. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just going to like vent about how miserable I am. It's all like, okay, I'm a bit worried at the moment. Can someone talk to me about this? And the comments are just so positive. Mm. Like, it's just, it's such a nice thing to see when everyone talks about our generation being really detached and like having no community and like Instagram's evil and all this sort of stuff. It's so nice to be like girls just supporting girls. It's just such an amazing idea and we're so glad that we're able to talk to you about it. Yeah, thank you so much. Honestly, it's it's so nice to have people in that same situation as you and I think that's what the girls love about it like they can pose being like guys I've got a new I'm starting my new job today like really nervous and there'll be comments underneath being like good luck you've got this like mm. we'll all be here at the end of the day to hear about <laughs> it it's so nice even like a girl the other day commented like I've started a job and I'm really not sure about it didn't know who to talk to about it like can't go back to my parents being like guys I've started my first job and I really don't like it and it's so nice they have a space they can come to no one's going to judge you no one's going to be like what are you doing you need to just work like it's so nice that people can offer support and offer their own advice um yeah I'm I'm really happy with how it's grown and it's yeah it's so nice it's coming together like a support group yeah like I remember there was um this girl that was being really transparent I can't remember what she was saying I think it was something about how she was feeling she just felt really low mm. and stuff and she just wanted to find ways to kind of occupy her time yeah yeah I saw that and, one yeah and I was just I was thinking back to what I was doing because I graduated last year so I was thinking back to what I was doing and I was like you know what I just enjoyed my summer like I didn't feel the pressure to get a job or anything so I just listed off things that I did as oh, like could be making photo albums <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like some really like loserish thing and yeah. some stuff in there but it was nice and then she commented and she was like oh thank you so much like I'll I'll so write nice. some things down and like do it and occupy that's my time that's the thing like I, I, it's so it's such a diverse range of people there are people there that have like you like you Becky you've got your job like 
you got it the day after you graduated. <laughs> and then there's people that are like, oh my God, don't even know what I want to do with my life. Like, I don't know where I stand. Like, I'm going to go traveling. And it's so nice to have that range. There's no one not accepting each other. There's no one like, oh, she hasn't got a job. Oh, she yeah, didn't no get judgment. the interview. Yeah, it's mm. just nice to be able to just get on there. And there's so many people now. I hit a thousand last week. Um, I was so, so excited. So I literally was on the train. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like looking around like, oh, <laughs> got a thousand. Um, because I remember overnight, like it got 200 and I ran down to my mum. I was like, 198 people, nearly on 200. I was like, mum, I can't believe it. And she was like, oh, that's amazing, darling. That like, all of this. And now it's got a thousand. Um, and like brands like that I've got on board for the event, I just can't believe they even want to be involved. Like a brand that I've grown up with since I was... I can't even remember like going into town and buying your first foundation from Superdrug and now they're collaborating with me at an event it's just like it's incredible wow like yeah. I can't believe it like it's just yeah it's amazing the support that people have um and it's such an unspoken topic like leaving university and the feelings you have that it's nice to be able to support everyone because mm, there's so much stuff out there about before uni like how to prepare to go to uni this is what you need to pack this is what you need to do this is what freshers week will be like but then it's like goodbye no more advice you're done yeah. now you're an adult exactly and just to have that support system behind you whenever you need and I want to make it an ongoing thing not just like right it's a month after you graduated bye bye guys mm. I want people to meet every week every month like to make it a support system for until like until you feel like you don't need it anymore like I'd love to be able to like a year later be like so how's year a year later after graduating what are you doing with your lives and then then be able to offer support to the people that graduate in 2020 and 2021 um and just make it an ongoing thing because people will always be graduating and people will always have these feelings that it's so nice they can come and feel safe yeah it's nothing new like there's journalists who are like 30 who are talking about how horrendous their 20s were because no mm. one was talking about it and mm. we're so lucky now that we're just on the cusp of people beginning to open up about it and be mm. like you're not alone this is all happening and like we're so glad that we're able to just chat about it and give people this opportunity to be like you're not alone and that is the fundamental thing isn't it it's like yeah. everyone feels alone everyone feels lonely it, and really you're not it's the same with like the financial like anxiety as well I feel like people don't talk about that either like you are put into university you're given a student loan you're given a maintenance loan like you can pay for a house to live with your best friends because you get that maintenance loan and then you leave and everyone's like well I can't live with my best friends in mm. London because I don't have that loan and you're thinking you're panicking about money and you're panicking about like your phone bills and your even like if you're moving out then your water bills your electricity bills and it's like not spoken about that at uni you're given so much financial support because you're a student even your parents are like oh yeah you're a student I'll give you give you 10 pounds for dinner <laughs> yeah. but like I just think after like it's not spoken about the the stress on financial situations mm. as well and I feel like that's another thing that needs to be spoken about and the support needs to be there because there's no there's nothing out there about money no one talks about money especially in Britain we're all so like oh no not it's a cultural thing yeah. it's actually a cultural thing we don't talk about wages we don't talk about money at no all. like if someone asked me how much I was paid I'd be like oh why are you asking that mm. but then I shouldn't be because I feel in my head I'm like well why, why shouldn't they know it's funny you say that so many people are like how much do you get paid for Instagram like Instagram payment is such a big topic yeah. isn't it like people come out of Love Island the other month and I saw an article being like oh um this is how much Amber's gonna get paid this is how much the winners of Love Island are gonna get paid and it's like leave them alone it's yeah. like right and if you want to talk about money you will I like, know. and it's like it is such a sensitive topic because there is such disparity between how much people earn like you can get like there are people earning like eight grand from an instagram yeah. post and then there's people who are working as a cleaner yeah 
for 12 hours a day and earning nothing. I know. And it's like, the more we talk about money, the more we talk about this financial problem, this financial anxiety that everyone, especially when you've just graduated, as you were talking about, the more we talk about it, the less it's stigmatized and the less people worry about it. Mm. Because it's like, okay, I might not be able to afford to move to London. I might not be able to afford to move this now. But if I do X, Y, and Z, I'll be able to earn that money. But if we're not talking about it, they don't know how to get there. So what would you say to people then who don't necessarily believe that influencing or using Instagram is a job like do you do you reckon there's something that you can say to them to make them think differently I think it's a hard one because everyone has their own opinions on it and everyone has their own say on it and everyone's free to think how they want about Instagram because it's in your face it's there it's such a weird industry it's such a like it's only recent that it's become such a big thing and like we were talking about earlier how in primary schools when teachers ask so what do you want to do when you're older the number one thing at the moment is influencer or youtuber and it's like why i wish i could sit down with them and be like why do you want to do that Mm. why what what do you think you can offer to the people following you if someone told me five years ago this is going to be your job I would be like, no, no way, mm. it wouldn't. Because I love it and I, I just enjoy it so much that I'm just like, I don't care what other people think. I think as well, you can see how successful your sister's been. Yeah. So Chessie has got such a great market and a backing behind her. And like you were saying earlier, so she started off as a presenter, didn't she? Yeah. And then she almost became an influencer from off the back of that. Yeah. So in theory it like it's very much a job there's always been celebrities this is the thing yeah. it's just, this is a new realm for celebrity to enter into and just by calling them influencers it's kind of trying to denigrate them and be like oh you're not as important like you're not david beckham but like actually you're cultivating your own following you're working hard to create something you're working hard to create a community like it's all very well saying i'm an influencer but if you're not getting any engagement on your posts but you've got hundred thousand followers then those two don't tally up and brands aren't going to want to work with you exactly if you're not getting that engagement but i also feel like the word influencer like i feel like everyone's an influencer like honestly like i don't think the word influencer should be used just for people that have a following like you girls are both influencers like you've influenced people in your life like you go and I've had lunch with you today and you've influenced me. Like, I feel like everyone in this world has influenced people in some way. And that's why I think the word influencer is so overused. I quite like your, I quite like your view there because yeah. like everyone influences someone. Yeah. So my sister and I always say that. Like my mum's like, oh, I've got a new hairbrush, girls. I've just bought it. I'm like, you've just influenced me to buy that yeah. hairbrush. Mum, you're an influencer. <laughs> like me and my sister always talk about this. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting once you actually dig deep into it. Like you talk about it for hours, but. I don't think you should be ashamed of it. No. Like it's modern day. Like yeah. you should just say, yeah, I use Instagram as a platform to support people and do what I do best yeah. and that's you should be proud of it and it's so nice now I've found something that I can help people with rather than just post pictures of me in a bikini <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so nice I can like actually like use my platform and talk to girls and make friends through what I'm feeling after leaving university and like make it so normal that you come out being able to talk to anyone and everyone about it yeah mm. and that's why when we did your introduction I was really keen to not only call you an influencer model and a model but also call you an entrepreneur because you have started your own business you're making money off something that you've created yourself so that is literally the definition of an mm. entrepreneur but the media won't call you that they'll say oh she's an influencer yeah <laughs> and actually there's there's no difference in the two yeah I was talking to you about it earlier like Instagram for me and my following who I choose to follow is like a magazine so I tell myself in the morning would you go and pick up a magazine on your morning commute with 
a tiny girl who had is just posting a picture in like a little pink bikini has nothing no caption nothing behind it but you like people just follow her because how she looks and I'm like no I wouldn't I want to read a magazine that's got an inspirational story behind it something that makes me feel better about my day like if you're having a bad day you read something and you're like oh you know what yeah I'm gonna think about that one today and I'm gonna use that and use it to my advantage and I feel like that's becoming more and more apparent on Instagram now I feel mm. like everyone now is following who they want because of the message they have behind their Instagram mm. it's the authenticity thing it's yeah. like the um the influencer Anoni she does these incredible posts and she does these hugely long captions talking about things in the most articulate way but she used to do like fitness predominantly fitness content she did bikini competitions like you were talking about with yeah. Jessie earlier and but she's transitioned because she's realized that actually just posting fitness content all the time as much as that's helpful for people if it hasn't got the the long captions and the vulnerability and the authenticity that people really relate to it's not going to do as well and you're not going to create the community you want to and actually it's, it's with magazines as well you wouldn't read a magazine if it just had a photo and like a tiny little caption being like oh went to the gym today it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. but if you you'd want to read something that's been like this is how my journey to the gym was this is how the backstory this is everything that has gone into where I am today because people can relate to that and that makes people feel so much better about themselves too yeah that's what I want I want to be able to be like a magazine that someone's picking up and reading about university life and graduation yeah and there's no set journey is there for anyone no no nothing is linear you're told that your life is supposed to go in upwards trajectory you're supposed to like leave school at 18 go to uni spend your 20s like forging your career if you're a woman you're told to get married by 30 have kids do this do that and like no one actually lives their life like that yeah and realizing that there is no one way to live your 20s there's no one way to live your entire life just reduces that pressure so much it takes it all off your shoulders and you think oh thank god like if I want to go traveling I can go traveling if I want to have a job nine to five I don't want to do Instagram I don't want to do this don't want to do that I can and I think there's there's two quotes that I absolutely love reading and we I love a good by. quote we love we a good love quote, a good quote. <laughs> let me get my phone it's on the phone. um Oh, this was the one you showed us earlier, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. And there's, love there's two. There's one that I posted um, when I was just before I like was doing my last stuff for uni, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is so scary! I can't believe I'm finally submitting like my last piece of university work. I'm 20 years old. What do I do with my life? What am I doing?" And that's before girls who graduate. That's before I started talking about these feelings online. And I was by myself, and I was like, "Oh my god." what am I doing with my life? Um, and I read this online and it says, in your 20s, your 20s are your selfish years. It's a decade to immerse yourself in every single thing possible. Be selfish with your time in all aspects of you. Tinker with shit, travel, explore, love a little, love a lot and never touch the ground. And I just think that's like exactly what you need to do after university. Yeah, it sums it up perfectly <laughs> yeah. because it is that that liberal attitude. It's that like, do whatever makes you happy. Don't just do something because you feel that like you should be doing it. Yeah, literally. Well, it's like the book we recommended to you earlier for yeah. your holiday read. So yeah. Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know About Love. Best it's book. literally, it's just brilliant. And the reason why it's brilliant is because she basically spends like the majority of the book talking about how she was she had no idea what she was doing in her 20s. She would make all these mistakes and she was just so open about it. Like the jobs that she had before, she's a, like an established journalist now. Like she's so successful. 
but before she wasn't like she wasn't always that like so it just yeah it gives you a nice thing it's nice to think that okay she may be hugely successful now but that's usually the only thing you see you only see the finished product you never see how that person got there and so to read 300 pages of someone being like this is how I got here exactly this is how I ended up in in a taxi in the middle of the night going in completely the wrong direction because I'd had one too many to drink. That is probably the funniest chapter. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'll let you know my thoughts. Yeah, but to read about that and be like, oh shit, yeah, I, I did that the other yeah, week. Yeah. Like, oh, that time when I like fell down the stairs drunkenly in a club. But And you don't think, oh, well, Dolly Alderton hasn't done that yeah. because she's this incredible journalist. But like, people do silly things. People don't always have the most incredible lives all the time. And it's just so lovely to be like, oh, thank God, I'm not yeah. the only one. And I think a positive way to think of leaving uni... I, I've told myself now because I listened to a podcast the other day um, and um, and they said um, how your thoughts can either heal you or kill you. Mm. And they were saying that if you tell your brain positive thoughts and you feed your brain positivity, your body will feel it and your body will feel the effects and so will your whole mental mindset. And so when I left uni, I was like, right, Bronte, you're 21 years old. You've left university. You're done with education. You could do anything with your life. Like you can travel. You can move to another country you can get an internship somewhere you can start a new job you can meet all these people and I think that's what you've just got to think you've Mm -hmm. got to think I can do anything with my life like right now and you should not be scared about that it's the only time in your life you can really do that um, Mm -hmm. and you have no responsibilities be more positive I know it's easier said than done it is easier said than done but I feel like if you keep feeding yourself it and you keep telling yourself and it just comes out and and honestly I I meet friends now and they're like I need a bit of Bronte I need some positivity and I'm like all you have to do is train your mind to feel think like that and I have now I never I'm hardly ever unless it's like really bad I'm hardly ever negative about any situation I just take each situation as a life lesson Um, and there's another quote Whoa. <laughs> that I'm actually posting tonight on one of my captions. Um, I saw it the other day and I was like, that literally explains like leaving university and having no clue what to do with your life in a quote. Um, it says, um, someday everything will make perfect sense. So for now, laugh at the confusion, smile through the tears and keep reminding yourself that everything happens for a reason. That's and I feel like so that's nice. so true. Yeah. So true. I know. It's, it is, that is literally it. That is it summed up. It's like, you will fail in life. You will do things that you regret. You'll do things that don't necessarily go to plan. But it's what you learn from it that's the most important thing. And it's like, there's an amazing podcast called How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. Mm-hmm. And she takes three failures in people's lives. Like she had Jess Phillips on this week, the MP. And she's talked about these three things that had gone wrong in her life. Like she'd had a baby at 23 that was unplanned and she'd been with her boyfriend four weeks. Oh and, God. and it's saying like, I could have taken that situation and been like, oh shit, I'm pregnant, I'm 23, what on earth, this room of life. But actually what she did was like, okay, this is an amazing opportunity. And she's gone on to have amazing success and she's done incredible things for single parents and young mums and all sorts of things. So it's taking each experience and being like, I could really read this pessimistically. I could, and then you, like, when you've graduated, you could be like, oh God, I haven't got a job. I could read that really pessimistically. Or you could be like, okay, I haven't got a job. What can I do in my yeah. spare time to help me get a job? What can I do freelance? What can I, can I forge a career as an influencer? Can I do all these different things? Volunteer, travel, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think like once for anyone who's listening that is keeps going to interviews and keeps getting rejected um, and is just feeling really low about it. One of my best friends from university who I lived with for two years, I know her so well and I love her so much and she keeps going up to London for these interviews and sometimes not hearing anything back or like still waiting to hear. And I'm like, it's amazing that you're actually getting out of bed in the morning, going to these interviews. Like just take each interview and each no and each yes, every experience that you're getting after uni as a 
experience and as a lesson. Mm, I couldn't agree more because literally I tell myself every day that life is a collection of experiences and everything you do makes you the person that you're going to be. And it sounds very cringe and it sounds very deep, but actually it's just, that is it. Like every failed date you go on, you're experiencing something (laughs) and you're, and you're like, okay, well, this is the sort of guy that I definitely don't want to be with. And it's like, it's things like that. And every failed interview, okay, that's an experience. I learn from it. I move on. I spent nine months in my last year of uni applying for jobs. I must have applied for over 200 jobs and I luckily got one in the end, but that wasn't, everyone sees the end goal and yeah. they say, oh, you, you've got a job. You started, you, like, you started your job the day after you graduate. I was like, yeah, but that was nine months mm-hmm. of sitting in my bed crying over the fact that I got rejected from another thing. And it's saying, okay, it's not the end of the world. I'm learning from it. And that's the most important thing. You have to fail to get to success. And so I told Becky this the other day I applied for a job I think back in October and at the time I had tunnel vision like I was like I'm gonna work in TV I'm gonna be a producer or presenter I just Mm. I just have to do that so I was applying to all these and obviously television is like you will know this because you studied it as well it's so competitive and brutal um and I got a response from one of them that I even forgot I applied for the other day (laughs) saying I'm really sorry but we're looking for we're looking for other candidates who don't quite fit the, fit the spec. And I was like, well, okay, but I'm loving my job right now. I'm learning so much. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thank you next. Yeah, thank yeah. you next, yeah. literally. And I feel like in your 20s, you're going to get so many no's and so many like yeses. And then you're like freak out in the job. You're like, this is not what I want to do. But it's mm. all about, like, it's going to carve you into the person you're going to be. So just take it, take it as it comes. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And on the topic, where do you see girls who graduate going for the next so let's say the next couple of months so what do you what do you want to get out of it so we'll get the event over and done with (laughs) um i'm very excited for it but it's a lot like i'm not an events planner i've never done events um and it's so exciting to be in a new headspace a new place where i'm organizing this event with brands with amazing people um so i want definitely want to keep going with the events i want to keep doing meetups um i'd love to turn it into like a members community where every couple of weeks we meet up and have supper clubs check in on each other make sure we're all feeling good i just i just want to create a community and keep it building and keep it growing um yeah we'll see we'll see where it goes it's very exciting yes. i can see it being absolute roaring success thank um, you thank you so much i'm so excited to see where this podcast goes as well <laughs> oh, yeah no it's and it is this is amazing like when I first when I contacted you and I'd seen that thing on your Instagram it's just like so nice to hear people talking about Mm. it and the more that we talk about it the better it's going to get for people definitely I agree I think it just needs to be spoken about as much as possible and even for um people to get their confidence to talk to their parents about it and be like I've joined this group girls who graduate and everyone's feeling really upset and scared after leaving uni I feel like that too at least it's like a way to bring in the conversation to people that you're scared to talk to about it yeah yeah because so many like I love my parents a bit so bless them there they don't really understand social media they don't really understand they're like oh but you've graduated you've got a job you should be fine and like but it's not like that and it's being like look other people feel the same and it's just and it's bridging the gap between generations and talking to people about it like they call us snowflakes they call us everything and actually it's like no we're not we're just in a completely different generation we've got different pressures and this is how everyone is feeling. It's not just me. And if it was just me, fair enough, call me something, whatever. But like, if everyone's feeling like it, then it is a prolific and prevalent problem that we need to address. Yeah, no, and thank you so much for having me on this podcast. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank we you. do have like, yeah, a- we finish every episode with a kind yeah. of inspirational question. <laughs> Forgive us, please. Yeah, it's, it's a cringy right. pun. I'm ready. <laughs> so Bronte King, how are you going to grad life by the horns? So I 
I'm going to wake up every day and set myself a new goal, set myself a goal for the day, even if it's even to go up to a stranger and give them a compliment or make someone feel a bit better about themselves during the day. Or even like I wake up and I'm like, right, you're going to do a half an hour run down the treadmill. I'm just, I just like love waking up and setting myself something to do. So whoever's going through a weird and unusual time of life after uni, good luck. You've got this. Thank you so much, Bronte, for coming on our first episode. You were an amazing guest. It was so great to talk to her because we covered so much. Yeah. And it was so nice for her to just end on, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to wake up every day and just set myself a goal. Doesn't matter how big or small it is, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, it's so positive and it's so lovely to hear someone that's realistic about what they're going to achieve. Because yeah. it's so easy to create a mammoth to-do list and be like, if I haven't achieved all these amazing things in one day, I am a failure. Like, I do it all the time mm. I set myself 25 goals for one day and there was no Completely way unattainable. I could ever yeah. achieve it yeah and um but yeah it's just lovely to hear someone being so optimistic mm. and it's so refreshing to have that positivity in a room mm, definitely so nice. um so we've got a few little thank yous given mm. that this is our first episode we're gonna be a bit soppy um just because we're so grateful to everyone who has helped us get this far the first big thank you we want to say is to Pulma, who is our producer and editor. Thank you so much, Pulma. You have saved our lives. Mm. Uh, editing. editing. <laughs> oh, editing. Editing is not our strong point. Yeah. Well, we won't say we try and failed, but we we tried and... Didn't produce a product we were happy with. Yeah, there we go. Nice, Nicely we were. Yes, there, and thanks to Pulma, <laughs> who we met at Bronte's Girls Who Graduate event, um, who has offered to edit and produce our episodes for us so yeah thank you so much you have saved our lives um i'd also like to say a big thank you to a very very close friend of mine livy arnold hello olivia um liv basically did all of our album artwork our design our brand um and if you'd like to give her a follow on her instagram as well it's live creatively underscore all lowercase um just because she really did Help us yeah oh my god she was an absolute lot. Lot. and her <laughs> design skills are incredible I like i love our logo not to like that i do yeah as well. not to like just suck up to ourselves but it's a good logo <laughs> yeah i do as well and we gave her just the tiniest brief and she just pulled it went out away and pulled out the bag yeah so thank you so much liv and also um this goes for both of us doesn't it just everyone who's um replied to our like questions on instagram um put it up on their stories shared it all of that kind of stuff yeah really and to like our friends and family who have been endlessly supportive <laughs> of this like when i first said to someone i was like i'm gonna start a podcast well like, yeah have fun with that becky good luck yeah my mum didn't even know what it was oh, my mum is still like oh that little podcast thing you know inside um but like honestly it means so much to everyone who has taken the time out to say it's like drop me a message and be like i love what you're creating i really need this mm. like it's so warming and positive to hear that we're filling a gap in the market that needs to be filled and offering advice and support that people actually want because ultimately that's what we want to do um mm -hmm. this podcast is for me and you when we were going through some tough times and didn't know what we we're going to do with our lives and we want other people to realize that they're not alone either yeah and please don't hesitate to message either one of us yeah like and literally the... drop us an instagram dm message us on twitter like we're always here to speak to anyone about this sort of stuff because we know how difficult it can be and you don't have to think oh like I don't want to be annoying and message them because we will literally reply to everyone because I just think it just makes life so much easier and nicer for people if there's a communication going yeah definitely 
Um, um, so yeah. that wraps up the first episode. Yeah, make sure that you um, like, make sure that you subscribe, rate and review us on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on Instagram at gradlifebythehorns and on Twitter at gradlifebythehorns. Uh, and if you want to follow our personal Instagrams, I am at Becky Hills and Sophie is at Sophie Skulls. With a Z. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I can't deal with my own username. I must change it. But anyway, I sound like a wannabe DJ, but no Skulls. Sophie Skulls. Give me a follow. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for listening to our first episode and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.